Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and Welcome back to Debriefing and Cocktails. I'm your host, Reed Walker, always alongside master co-host Sergio Lugo. How are you, sir? Hi, I'm fantastic. That's wunderbar. Wanted to <laughs> <laughs> wanted to go ahead and put that put this out there. We apologize for the delay on this episode. Sergio and I both have just had some personal things come up that we had to deal with over the past week odd, so we do apologize for the delay on this episode, and we will try and get back on track. It's all so, Reed's fault. It's all Reed's fault. Sure, it's all my fault. That's yep. that's fine. I'm I'm thick. I can tank it. That's fine. Well, Sergio, this week we are talking about one of my sort of kind of favorite James Bond movies, at least mm-hmm. from the good old days of watching all these, the man with the golden gun, not to be confused with apparently the man with the golden arm. Oh, I don't even know what that movie is, but I found when I was looking up the Wikipedia page and trivia, I saw that. It's just, Oh, it's just funny. Well, Sergio, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's let's jump in with you. We'll try and keep this a trend. Let's start with you since these are all new to you. What did you think of this here movie? Oh, this movie? Th- this, this movie one. this one had me from the jump, dude. Mm. In a way that none of these other movies had me. And maybe it was the third nipple. <laughs> I have never forgotten that and I don't even know if that's technically the right like scientific nomenclature for it. The superfluous papilla. I've <laughs> never forgotten that. It's ridiculous. I should I should look into whether or not that is actually the right terminology. I don't know, man. Like when when <laughs> when we saw that dude's third nipple in the opening sequence of that movie, mm-hmm. I I don't know why I perked up. I was just like, hey, this is this is different. Oh, okay. Okay. We got gimmicks. Exactly. It's it's like they were setting the tone that this one, like the ones before it may have been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But this one is going to be special when this it comes one, to how ridiculous it is. Yeah, and, and we'll probably get to it. But this one, I think, is kind of jumping the shark for the series. If you, really? take into cons- if you take into consideration, especially the scene later where there's literal jumping of sorts with a car. But yeah, I, I really do. <laughs> Considering that this series is already built on sort of fantastical elements, mm-hmm. this one, I think that if this one isn't the jump point, it's definitely the start of it's they, they're definitely looking into doing it. Like, what can we do that's more ridiculous than the yeah, last time? And, and I'm I'm on board, man. 
Like the the, the ones that we, that we've watched there before this, I, I think that they kind of dabbled in it and they weren't really committed to the campiness of of, of the James Bond character. This mm-hmm. movie commits to it and executes on it in a way that I haven't seen yet. Oh man, then you then you theoretically would love all of the Roger, most of the Roger Moore movies. Cause that's really where it is. Cause uh, given our track of where we've gone with these movies, we've already seen past this one. Basically we've seen yeah. Timothy Dalton, yeah, Pierce Brosnan and Daniel Craig. So you have an idea granted uh, at least a couple of Pierce, one of Pierce Brosnan's movies are pretty uh, something special. So if you like this kind of thing, I would imagine more of the Roger Moore movies would tickle your fancy. You might be right. You might be right. Maybe. And, maybe. And the thing is, is watching the first one of all of the the actors, I would say no. Mm. But maybe that's just how much I didn't like Live and Let Die. It, it could be that. And it, it yeah. could be them just – it's his first movie. It's them doing their first way because that, that was one of my things – watching this movie and you know being 10 years or 10 plus years older whenever the last time i saw all these was watching roger moore try and be tough guy try and be an asshole when he you know slaps around scaramanga's woman Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i'm kind of thinking part of the time it's like roger moore no no (laughs) this not this isn't you this this isn't the bond that you are. Like Sean Connery can kind of do it and and kind of get away with it. He can he can be a little rough with the with another character mm-hmm. and you don't just and you you at least believe him where he goes from being hard on him and then immediately why they would still like him. But Roger Moore it, it's 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 totally different to me where he's just kind of suave, kind of cheesy, kind of campy. Uh, kind of one-liner guy, but then he goes to just slapping a chick and grabbing her by the scuff of her robe and twisting her arm behind her. I don't know, it just—it was a little off-putting for a second. That that scene in particular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true, very true. But it also, I I just chalk that up to it being you know a movie of the times. And I and maybe and it's not even like it's not even and I don't know if this is what you mean when you say it that way. Movie of the times. I'm at least wanting to say this anyway. It's not even the, uh, we'll call it him abusing a woman kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, I I take that hand in hand. You know, he's a spy. He's a man trying to get information. You know, you you get it how you can get it. If you need to be rough with somebody, you just do that. Mm -hmm. Sex doesn't matter. So I don't know. It still just comes down to, I, I don't know if it was a times comes with the times thing. It's just, that's not what his bond was. And and maybe when you see more of these and you see kind of how he is throughout all of them, you might, it might stand out more to you in the future. Maybe, maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, any other specific highlights to you? The, Oh, absolutely. Actually, there's a bunch. So oh, okay. let's, let's, let's just hit, hit the road with this. Right. Um, the supporting cast dynamite. Okay, who who is the supporting cast to you? Like everybody that isn't Bond, or pretty much everyone that isn't Bond. Christopher Lee was fantastic as Francisco Scaramanga. 
Mm-hmm. He he is very good. He's quite good. Yes. Um. What's the the little guy's name? I can't pronounce it. Knickknack. Knickknack. Like Knickknack makes this freaking movie. He he does. I need to look up what his nationality is. Is he French? Is he Indian? I don't know what he is. Um, I'm looking at his Wikipedia page Where, right where's now. Where's that little fella from? French. He's he's a French American actor. Okay, well then, yeah. then I mean it, it pans out then. Yeah, he, he died in 1993. Wow. Yeah. How? When did this this movie came out in the 70s? How old was he when he died? 50. Wow. I wonder if he died due to like midget complications. I don't, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Small person complications. Shut up, Reed. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I'm really like, how does it say there how he died? Because 50, I mean, that's young, right? That is young, yeah. Um, I'm definitely not hating on him. It's just, I wonder, how did he die then? Since you're looking at the wiki. Oh, suicide. Oh, Lord. So, oh, no. so yeah, let's make that weird. That's a that's a tonal shift. That's a big tonal <laughs> shift, boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, R.I.P. Knickknack. You were you were MVP of this movie, probably. Yeah, it, like it, it was. There was so much mystery to what exactly Scaramanga was like doing and how Knickknack was kind of his like his servant guy, but also trying to get him killed, but not trying to get him killed because he knew he wasn't gonna kill him. Yeah, that was that was a weird thing to me at the end when when he and Bond are are dueling and he tells Bond, if you kill him, all this is mine. But then after he does kill him, Nick Knack comes after Bond. Yeah, like like Nick Knack was was he was playing the mind game the entire movie. I guess he was absolutely loyal to Scaramanga. But he was willing to 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 tell all of Scaramanga's you know uh, enemies, look, bro, do this for me, do this for me, bro. I got your back. Even though I'm putting you in this really really terrible situation that's going to get you murdered. <laughs> Even though he's a wonderful like Bond side character, he and he's he's great. He's definitely one of the better ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and and like even both of the I guess Bond girls in this movie because there was kind of two of them. Um, yeah, kinda. Yeah. Like they were both really good. And I know you're gonna have your complaints about oh. uh, what's her name. Good night. Good night. I really liked that she was working for the for the uh, what what's it called? MI MI six. Yeah. Yeah. Like. She was employed by MI6, sex, MI6, and still <laughs> just very, you know, in like absolutely enthralled with 007. Oh, I mean that stuff's kind of fine. All, all of that's whatever. The part, and and it's not even as much of a. So when I say any of these complaints about the character, it's not even as much about the actress or her acting, right? It's it's just that they said that somebody said. This is how we're going to progress the story and use this character. Okay. Are you talking story. about? Are you, are you talking about when she was pushed in the trunk? When she's she's just a buffoon. <laughs> she is she is 
one step away from just being a buffoon or a Looney Tunes character or something where if, if for no other reason, when I say the Looney Tunes kind of character at the end, when Bond is trying to get to the, get to the Solex and she's just standing above him, lazily leaning over, looking, watching him and happens to hit the button with her butt. What? <laughs> what an <laughs> idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's infuri a character like this and none of this is the criticism again to the actress or her work performance as it it's just that this is the character you think needs to be in this movie i had no i had zero problem with her whatsoever like and and again i don't know maybe i was in a mood when i was watching it it, it just felt like her character fit perfectly in the uh like the world of that era of James Bond. It's like, hey, and, we're gonna have a yeah. we're gonna have a female character who is blonde and dumb. That's a thing. So we're just gonna ride that train. And and honestly, everything you could probably say, almost everything you could say, I'm fine with and I'll agree with you. And it's and it's all okay. This is me personally. Mm-hmm. When when watching a movie, reading a story, being told a story, anything, if if a character being a buffoon is part of the progression more than one or two times, I don't know, once maybe it's just, (laughs) it's just an annoying thing. It's like, really, this is what you thought about. This is what to progress. Like if bond her, her getting locked in the trunk solely is the reason the movie continues. Yes. Yes. Because they get the Solex. Scaramanga does not want to deal with Bond. He does not care. He even t- he tells him to the point, I hope we don't see each other again, Mr. Bond. Leaves. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> it it would have been. But then she gets put in the trunk because she's a terrible spy. <laughs> <laughs> like... We've already established that you don't have to be a good spy. Like I know, she's, she clearly maybe. has her job because she's able to manipulate men. <laughs> I don't even really know that I have evidence of that. Well, she n- maybe tried not. to play may- hard to get with Bond, and that's we saw how that turned out. Yeah, well, he's a he's a super spy. Come on, man. What, <laughs> duh. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I it, it's just a me thing. It really is. I just find the plot being driven at all by a buffoon or by a dumb character making dumb mistakes is just, it's just really annoying. (laughs) Uh, Christopher Lee though is on point. He absolutely is. Yes. He's super good in this movie. The legendary Christopher Lee legendary fun fact. He is Ian Fleming's cousin. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, the creator of James Bond's cousin was in this movie. Okay. Uh, and he his whole golden gun thing was really cool to me. And and you could probably tell me a little better. I hadn't deep dove into this, but maybe you could just see it. Where his gold his signature weapon is an amalgamation of other objects that he right, puts together right. to make the gun. Which I don't really understand why. Maybe it's so he can sneak the gun into places. That's maybe right because he can have a pin on him. He can have a lighter on him. He can have 
a couple of these pieces on him and then put it together. And and that that's something I hadn't actually considered that aspect of it. Like, what's the point of it being these multiple household items? But then, yeah, 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 that's good. Yeah, it, it's it's so he can sneak it into places, and it's not a traditional like uh, caliber weapon. So mm-hmm. someone may not initial immediately recognize. Oh, well, that's a bullet, you know. Uh, and and also it only shoots right. one bullet. It only holds one bullet. Mm-hmm. Which was very important to that character's just arc of I'm such a good shot. I only need one bullet. Yeah, you know. Uh, and and the 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 mythos that surrounds his character is fantastic. Like so much so that no one has really ever seen him. No one knows what he looks like. The only allegedly, thing, yeah. allegedly, the only thing they know is that he's got a third nipple. Like what? What I, a fucking reputation! <laughs> how, how on one hand though, how do you know he has a third nipple and you've never seen him? Did you really just see like? From the neck down, somebody saw that. That's all they saw. No, they they they, they only know they it from one of his records. lovers is what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay, gotcha. If they said that in the movie, I didn't. I just didn't remember that. They didn't say it in the movie. I'm just assuming that. Why else oh. would you see him with his shirt off? This this is true. And and those, what what would you call them? Establishing shots when. Both when Bond had the third nipple and they showed Christopher Lee's third nipple. And that's they, not what an establishing shot is, no. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> is establishing shots usually like big wide shots? Yeah, yeah. Basically, hey, okay. this is where this takes place. Okay. It's that's it's more for peripheral. Shot. Okay. Them zooming in on both of their chests is just such a funny old movie thing. To me, and, and they don't do that quite as much anymore. Well, I have a theory on that. Okay. Like, people take movies way more seriously nowadays, mm-hmm. and when creators are making movies, they respect the attention span of the viewer. Yeah, they think, okay, the, the viewer yeah. would see it, but they wouldn't see it back then. Back then, you're only halfway watching the fucking movie because you're in the movie theater trying to get your dick sucked. Is that really what it was? Is that such a thing? Have you ever watched a movie with someone who doesn't actually want to watch the movie? I mean, yeah, especially nowadays, right? You can, people just get on their phones while the movie's playing. It's like all the shots have to be long and deliberate and not be up to interpretation for someone who doesn't actually give a shit to know what's going on. <laughs> Uh, was okay when when I said the surprising sound part of it was in reference to you saying that people are not watching or half of their attention is spent on sexual uh, well that's, sexual that's, things that's, that's, that's just that's just what I that was just my arbitrary okay arbitrary detail that is they're <laughs> distracted is what I'm saying uh, I got you my my bad sorry folks I'm focusing on the wrong things here <laughs> but. Uh, Th- those but, are just really funny shots to me. I've oh, still never absolutely. gotten used to them. That like when when James Bond shows up and take oh, in a shirt that he would not wear, you know, like mm. this weird deep V button up, <laughs> you know, his hamburger meat popping out the top of it. I'm like, what are you wearing, Bond? And then he <laughs> slowly unbuttons it and 
pops out that third nipple and everyone in the room is like, oh shit, it's Scaramanga. Like, that yeah, is in the, the world, shit that yeah. I show up for, man. <laughs> I I even think the the lead up to that is just kind of funny. Where so Bond is standing by the pool, uh, high fat is coming toward him. It's like, who are you? Get out of here! You don't you don't belong. You can't be here. And Bond's just casually unbuttoning his shirt as if he's going to get in the pool. And it's all, of course, to reveal the third nipple to this person. Yeah. But he's just slow rolling it, doing it, and then, you know, just stands there showing the third nipple off. And you can see Roger Moore that they do it maybe too soon or not fast enough. They zoom in, uh-huh. but not fast enough where you see Roger Moore looking down at his at his chest. So it's, <laughs> so it's just kind of weird if I'm if I'm high fat. It's like, wait, why are you looking at your chest? What do you, do, are you not aware there's a third nipple? I'm, I'm tell, he's James Bond was peacocking that third nipple. <laughs> oh man, and, and 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 there's so many small things in this movie that that are just so fantastic. Like the British spy base located in the sank the sunken Queen Mary. Dude, that was great. I thought that was actually really cool. Man, yeah, that's super super cool. It's fantastic. Narratively speaking, it's fantastic when it comes to just spy work. It's also fantastic Mm -hmm. in that they had to build sets as if they were in a boat that was sank. Yeah, great. No, it's this is super. Yeah, I I agree. You you said all that very well. That's super cool. I will say I dislike part about. You know, we talked about Goodnight being a buffoon. The Asian fellow that's helping Bond hip is also a – He's not he, a buffoon. He's kind of a buffoon. Okay, so he's not a straight buffoon, uh-huh. but I question how he got his job a little bit. Because so when Bond is introduced to him, mm-hmm. hip – the audience is at the very least, if not Bond himself – Hip is meant to come off as a bad guy or at least a questionable character. Who is this Mm -hmm. person? And Bond just happens to get off of the boat that or boat, I think. Yeah. And gets onto the Queen Mary. Mm -hmm. And but that's where Hip was taking him in the first place. So why didn't Hip just tell him up front like, hey, I'm your Hong Kong contact or or wherever they are. I don't know why they have to play up Hip being a mystery bad guy and I, and then, I, I don't think that i don't like okay go, go I, ahead. I, I think that was all done on purpose no like, i yeah i think it yeah, was too well no it, it was on purpose in that hip played the you know played the part of a bad guy because the british government knew that james bond did not know about that location <clears throat> and james bond would be suspect of anyone who's like no i'm your buddy no i'm your friend seriously follow me come on man come on follow me i mean maybe so instead you kidnap (laughs) him and then you allow him to escape right where you need him to be like it doesn't it it doesn't make perfect sense Mm -hmm. but this is a spy movie they're 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 trying to sell us right now and it makes 100 percent sense it it does Spy movie sense it's in it's it's fine for what it's worth, and none of this is to the, to him being kind of dumb or buffoonery. It, I I don't know. It just that that trope is always a little funny to me. But I see your point, and that's that's kind of fair. I can see that. Yeah. 
like like I my bigger question about the guy is why did he leave James Bond? Thank there you did it for me. You did it for me with all of the Asian ninja people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know because he's because he's a dumbass. I don't know. I don't know what. Give me your in-world bullcrap answer to that to that one. Oh no, because it it's never addressed. It's not. There's just nothing about it, and it seems like the girls know that he's left. <laughs> like they turn around and watch him being, you know, being left behind, but Hip just doesn't know. So it makes me wonder, like, did they misshoot that? Did they forget to reshoot it? I don't. I don't know. know what, that, I don't it, know. I feel like they left out a like a nugget of information we needed. Like, hey, James, we're leaving you because of this. Maybe. Because because when it comes to the plot of the movie, he was left there so he could have the the, the chase sequence in the the, the speedboat. Right. And and that – like him being left there is okay, but why does – Hip come conveniently anyway. Well, and you know I'm gonna ignore a, a contrivance like that because <laughs> it's just these movies. Like, how does Hip know he's even there? He just he just appears. But fun. That's that's his, that's literally Hip's job. And that's all right. That's cool. I'm on I'm on board with you. I'm not gonna squabble over that. But I will squabble a smidge about you came there to get him, and then you don't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> None of this is to say Bond can't be left there or can't stay there and have the boat seen and or whatever after. But why even have this why even have Hip show up then? Hip's gotta get him out of the out of the tight spot that he got himself into. I guess. Like which which mind you I don't know what it is about the Roger Moore movies so far that we've watched, but the first one was trying to capitalize on black exploitation. This one tried very much tried to capitalize on kung fu movies. Yeah, I was. It's we're we're just we're so on on point to some degree. <laughs> I was just about to say something very similar, even though it's such a a little scene. Whereas the black exploitation was the whole movie of the last one. Mm-hmm. The martial arts thing is is definitely there because of the yeah for the same reasons. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's so weird. Popular. It's like. Say, like, hey, let's stick this handsome white man in this in in these people of color's land and listen and see how he uh reacts. And of course he wins. He's he's you know Captain White Man. Like, and and it kind of that's kind of what these movies do, or it's kind of what either movies do or spy movies do. I don't know. It's hard to say, or hard for me to come up with the right way to put it. But you mm-hmm. take like Casino Royale. I mean parkour. I guess when that movie came out, it was really popular. Yes. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely hard to say. Uh, I, I do. I do want to take a moment to point out how ridiculous the death of the first Bond girl was. Uh, what the was death her of name? The first, just the first one, or not, were there two Bond girl deaths, or is it just well, the well, one? No, no. Well, the like, what's her name? Um, Scaramanga's chick. Yeah, Scaramanga's chick, uh, I, Andrea I Anders. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh-huh. she was shot in the head in a crowd of people. No, she was shot in the chest. Was it chest? Yeah. It doesn't they, matter where she was. It literally doesn't matter where she was shot. 
she could have been shot in the damn gut or in the leg. She was mm-hmm. dead, and she died with her eyes completely open, and she was staring at whatever. Like it's like she, it's like yeah, when she's she got perfect. killed, she yeah. also got frozen. Yeah, I I do wish they would have taken even a split second to explain that, because it is ridiculous. Because I think Scaramanga makes some comment about that it was a difficult shot, but he made it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's fine. We don't, we're not aware that your gun uses a silencer, quote unquote. Or or did you or did you shoot her? Back at home, and then you carried her here, like which that doesn't make sense. Did did but, you did, did you have to like shellac her body into shape so you could <laughs> wheel her into the stadium, like right? This yeah, is it's, real weird. It's a very dramatic uh, moment to see the character like that and realize the audience to realize that she's dead. Like th- this is a uh, you know I'm probably going to say this incorrect, but it's a cool visual thing. Mm-hmm. But it it has no substance. It does yeah, not yeah. make sense. Yeah, it's a it's a fantastic reveal that when you scratch at the surface of it, it just flakes off real easy. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, what is also fantastic at the same time for that scene. So thank goodness that scene happened. I guess another one could have been there, but whatever. Nick Knack mm-hmm. sitting behind Bond with peanuts and a gun. <laughs> it's pretty good. Just being the little <laughs> midget fellow that he is. Right. He can, he can just do that, be where he is, and do what he's doing. If he were yeah. a normal sized man, it wouldn't work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I, I like that. You know, I've I've complained about these movies being difficult to follow because they're 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 just what's the, what's the word I'm looking for? Open ended for the sake of being open ended, or um, fuck, I can't think of the word. How how do you mean like what 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 like, sort of idea like are you deliberately for? confusing? Okay. Kind of like uh the Living Daylights. Yeah, yeah, like this movie doesn't make you wait 2 hours or or doesn't make you wait an hour to figure out why something happened. Like mm. MI6 tells James Bond that Scaramanga is trying to kill him knowing that he that, that he wasn't. And then it's revealed very shortly after that it was uh, Andrea, Andrea Anders, yeah. yeah, who sent them, who sent the letter. And and actually, like that, every kind of what you're saying leads into a, a thing that I came to with this movie that I never really thought of before, where this movie is a step too close to what you're saying that it could have been too complicated with the addition of the Solex. That whole, oh, I love the Solex though. I think it's it's there's nothing wrong with it. I just think it it almost does exactly what you're suggesting you didn't want that it complicates the movie more than it needs to or makes a more complicated movie. And I say this, now pick just picture this movie without the Solex. That uh-huh. entire plot line is gone. Or just assume that you can continue to assume that Scaramanga has that technology. He just has it. Mm-hmm. His whole facility is the exact same. Mm-hmm. That's it. But MI6 isn't trying to get one. Bond's not trying to get it. Goodnight doesn't find none of that. Right? This becomes a really personal movie, which there haven't been too many of for Bond up to this point. 
on Her Majesty's Secret Service really being the only one I can immediately think of. Yeah. Where it would have been really interesting to see this one would have been, I think, the first one for sure where it's not about saving the world. It's not about saving England. It's not about stopping a grand scheme. It's about who's the better gunman, who's the better killer or, you know, however you want to phrase that. I just think that could have been a really cool or really interesting story if they just left that whole Solex thing out. The whole MI6 needs to get this thing. And, and I, I can respect that, uh, that stance. Uh, I don't know if I want to watch that movie. Mm. Um, just, just because the, the, the last James Bond movie we watched, what was it? Uh, from Russia, from, from Russia, from Russia with love. Uh Like the stakes on that one weren't very high. They, yeah, they kind of weren't, you know, it, it was like, Hey, can, can you get this thing for us? And, and and this one is still very much that, but it ramps up the the stakes because they try to couch it in the whole the 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 planet is going to die like narrative. <laughs> and if if this is just a, a you know a two hour long gun duel with you know not nece- not necessarily literally that, but you know yeah. just a build up to a gun duel without any flavor text. I I don't know if I would be down for that. Oh man, I I don't know. I and I don't know that it would have been a much better movie. I think it just would have been a little more consistent, a little less bogged down by this stuff that didn't have to be there. Oh like, shit! Kind, kind that, of, and I I guess we just like the movie for different reasons because sure. the stuff that you're bringing up right now is the reason I dig the movie so much. Oh man, it's, and and I'm telling you, it's just them trying to get the Solex. That's the only bit of it that's kind of like, and I don't hate it. I want to I want to point that out. I don't hate what the movie is. When I think about it though, without that piece, it just sounds really interesting. Where it's this cat and mouse game between Bond and Scaramanga, and maybe it even plays out similar where Scaramanga doesn't want anything to do with him at first, but then just bond interferes just enough so he does and then it becomes this whole final fight kind of thing i don't know yeah it, 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 and you could still even have the ridiculous uh <laughs> jw pepper scene you could have had all of that like you really could have had a lot of this movie be what it is is just take out like 30 minutes of it and change it up to something more in line of that one plot. Eh, but you know. but either way, it's still it's still fine to me. I, I don't want to make it sound like it's I hate it for it. It's not. It's just a little thing. Went, yeah. After watching it this time, it's like, man, that's so unnecessary. Why do they need any of this? But oh man, and, let's let's just jump to. Well, go ahead if you had something. Oh no, I'm still not done with 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 with, with talking about this movie. As I said. I really mm-hmm. liked this movie, and yeah. one one piece that I didn't realize I was going to enjoy so much was Q actually being in the mix. Okay, all right, go go you ahead because he's rabbit, definitely in it a little bit. 
yeah, rather than just having the the the, the opening sequence where he's like, ah, there's a gun in a briefcase. <laughs> right. Like, no gadget. No real gadget scene in this movie. Not either. really. But he was there. Like he, mm-hmm. he yeah. was. Yeah. He, he was there. He was an advisor. He said, we're working on that type of technology, blah, 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 blah. Q was a character and not just a, a caricature. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of. So so when you in Goldeneye, if you remember, did you think he was a character or a caricature? Let me. Bond's he, going through his lab and you're they're kind of showcasing all the gadgets that are in. Oh, that yeah. Doing that's character. Caricature yeah. Yeah. Where, where he just shows up to do a thing to be that person who gives gadgets and then disappears for the rest of the movie. Mm hmm. Okay. You know, in, in in this, he was part of the discussion. He was part of the planning, you know. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, but like, he was, it, at the very least, a legit consultant on it. He was. I, I cannot remember exactly what it was, but I love that M is just like, oh, shut up, Q. It's when right? It was just kind of correcting. It was like, well, actually, sir, we, we were making that sort of device ourselves. Like, ah, oh, shut up, Q. And 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 <laughs> I appreciated that so much, so much. It is a funny little character thing, you know. Especially after hearing you talk all, all how great Q is, like, oh man, Q's gonna show up and you're gonna love him. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And, and I mean, maybe I don't he, know you, so it's that's, finally he did some shit. <laughs> I I just love Q. I, I really enjoy Q. I like the actor, and I I always like those these little scenes with him. Just generally, I just like him being in the movies. He yeah. just is a he's a palate cleanser. I think I've said that before. He just gives the move uh, the movie a moment of brevity and explanation yeah, yeah. for crap that J- Bond is going to use. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm just going to burn through the rest of the things that I want to talk about real quick. I okay. really liked Scaramanga's uh uh like island. I really liked how he got there. I liked the Scaramanga blew up his. His, his, the helicopter. I love the, the the I love the whole Solex everything. I love that was the MacGuffin. Uh, <laughs> like like literally this this entire technology that's that that you press a button and it juts out of a like a mountaintop thing and it oh yeah the mushroom up, yeah yeah it soaks up the entire energy of the sun but you're able to carry it in your back fucking pocket like it's so ridiculously charming. It it's really cool. I, I I like a lot of that too. Even though it's a little whatever kind of at the end there, at the very end with all the solar stuff, mm-hmm. and and the good night just buffoons into knocking that engineer into the pit. Oh my god! And and, and seeing all the, the the old Star Trek looking gadgets with with physical buttons that you and levers and shit, man. Yeah, and it's a, a lot of things are like this semi i don't even know what the right term is but it's a semi oval shape with a flat panel on top of it Mm -hmm. i I feel like that's either star trek or alien or future that that's what future tech was supposed to look like yep was it was it was just this thing on a pedestal on an oval pedestal yeah yeah like there's there is something that that just tickles me to see the past's representation of the future. Oh man, yeah, it's it kind of is, and and it's not even that that is an interesting thing. It's probably that that's a research paper probably, 
Oh, if, if, if you were in film school, it would absolutely be a, a research paper. But I, I, I kind of always look at that stuff as it's meant to be. And I don't mean that you look at it any particular way. To me, I've always I've grown to think a lot of those things were meant to be more fantastical uh-huh. than they're meant to be. This is what technology will be in 20 years. This is what it'll be in 50 years, 100 years, you know. Well, uh, no, well it's 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 a little a little column A, a little column B. You're probably and you're probably right. And this is just my growth of it, I guess, where where I'm at and seeing it myself. Hmm. Any other particular standouty things to you um, about this movie? I did like the, the I, I I liked the jump in the car. It was stupid, oh, but it was very. It was, <laughs> what year did this come out in the seventies? It was very yeah, mid seventies. Very seventies. And like I think it, it's even Dukes of Hazard looking car, isn't it? Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's that is out of the seventies playbook, dude. I I think the the thing that really hits me about that scene that makes it stand out and be weird and otherwise i wouldn't think the world i wouldn't think all that much of it because it's just a stunt right Mm -hmm. whatever you have stunts is the whistle oh the slide whistle yeah (laughs) when he go when he does it yeah yeah. like the so unnecessary why why would you do that yeah i'll I'll agree with that that was pretty dumb (laughs) (laughs) i it's is the most nonsensical contrived thing that Sheriff J.W. Pepper is in this movie. That's the last thing I'm really going to hit on. Why is he in I, Southeast Asia? What is man, this? He was vacationing, man. He was. He did not seem like he was enjoying himself at all. Calling them all pointy heads. Why would he even go there? Like I really hated him in Live and Let Die. That was the one he was in, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. I really hated him, but in this one, maybe again, maybe it was the mood I was in. He is the perfect representation of a fucking moronic American. Oh no! Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Like, if you want to look at him and put that lens over him and and treat him that way, yeah. sure. Yeah. Like, like, I, like yeah. If, if you were to tell me that this is how Bollywood films like that's the stereotypical american guy in bollywood films i would high five you and be like okay i got you're right (laughs) i don't i don't know i i at the end of the day i probably don't care enough but it it, if you do think of it that way then they're then you're suggesting or they're suggesting whoever that apparently the stereotypical american dumb american is southern outright yep and or is it just convenient that J.W. Pepper, they just wanted him back, and he just conveniently is from the South, and that's supposed to be the, you know, who knows? But what a what a ridiculous character! What a ridiculous. <laughs> it was oh, ridiculous. Man. It was unnecessary in this film, but I loved it because it hit home with how fucking dumb he was. Oh yeah, when Aww. when he walks up to the uh, Asian police officers. And is like, this is my territory, boy. Let me handle this. And walks up to him and whips out his wallet and his like nine extension plastic old wallet photograph thing. It just folds mm-hmm. out. It's like, now here, boy, we're on here missing. This is this is my identification card right here. Hey, what you doing there? And he slaps the cuff on him. 
Like, what are you? Oh. <laughs> what a mm-hmm. And all the while, Scaramanga has gets an attachment, gets a car upgrade in his garage, uh, GTA was... style, and has a plane now. Again, so fantastic. I, I love that, too. <laughs> I, I cannot wait till we ever watch another movie, find another movie, either in this series or otherwise. I'm going to throw this back at you so hard if I ever <laughs> see certain things and be like, man, but that's just like a no James Bond movie that you love so much. And I'll be like, fuck you. It's yeah, it was. Different. That's why I love this, too. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm going to say it when you criticize something that oh, makes okay. me think of similar. Oh, excuse me. I, I watched, I'm going to say, 85% of this movie with a gaping, dumbass smile on. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it so much. I, yeah. I really am. It's good that you had such a good time with it. Because as, as a fun fact, while we're still in analysis and we need to move on, this movie did not do well at all. When it originally released, I don't know if you happened to look at any of that kind of stuff. Really? It did not. It was one of the lowest grossing ones of all of them. It was, it is regarded as one of the worst movies. What are you movies talking of about? The series. It, it is in the bottom barrel, my friend. I, I would have to disagree. Oh, I'm sure. Like Let's see. one of the lowest grossing bond movies. That fact, combined with the behind-the-scenes problems, nearly made this the final Bond movie and delayed production of the next entry in the franchise, The Spy Who Loved Me. So this movie did not do well. Let me, uh, well, let me see where the I money guess in, is. In, in, com- in comparison to Live and Let Die, yes, it didn't do it didn't do as well. I don't know if this means anything to you. It certainly doesn't mean much to me. Uh, it's box office amount was 90 i'm just gonna round 97 million mm-hmm. and i don't know if that's high or low well looking I'm, I'm looking at the chart with all of the movies and it is the fourth lowest okay um and all of the ones that are older than it or all the ones that are lower than it were also older than it mm. Like what's lower than it? Uh, Doctor No, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, and From Russia with Love. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but but the thing is, the is movies we've already watched. Its budget was only seven million, so it was profitable. Oh yeah, it's at the very least that. Yeah. Looking at the, looking at that. So it's it's just an interesting. This movie's kind of funny, and I and I'm not gonna find it again. Roger Moore in, in the movie when he's on the boat with the little uh are they Indian or Asian what what would be the are they where do you know where they are when like when he's in when he's in the the boat scene where J.W. Pepper is presented where the little kid is trying to sell an elephant in my mind oh yeah I don't I don't know I don't know where that takes place I can't remember but we'll just say that the small child he pushes off the boat <laughs> yeah Roger Moore later in life is either was or is some sort of ambassador or some sort of mediator. He's some sort of foreign diplomat, and he has apologized a lot over the years for that scene. For for pushing that kid off the boat? Yeah, because I I guess it's either just it was or he thought it was or something. 
that it was offensive or, you know, I guess a white fellow doing that to a, uh, an Asian or an Indian, whichever one this, yeah. whatever the right term may be. Or, or, or maybe it's just that he made a deal with the kid. The kid came through and then he was like, oh, well, fuck you anyway. Sure. Yeah, it could be that because it definitely is. And even though I would think I, I get that he's a kid, but at the same time, it's like he just said to give you 20. Like, you got to know he's lying to you. <laughs> you have to know that he's exaggerating. <laughs> You're out here trying to hustle with this elephant. I have to believe somebody's told you a lie before. That's funny. It, it's just a funny little bit. All right, well, let's move on to this next section that I, while the analysis part you, you had such glowing reviews for, I don't think you'll have as much for the music. And on the other hand, I will have some. What did you think of the music of this movie? I'm kind of offended that you you uh, would think I wouldn't like this. I don't I don't know. I could see you not liking it. I don't like, know. I wouldn't say you would, but I, I could see you not liking it. Maybe I should correct myself. Like, I'm not familiar with the artist Lulu. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I've might have heard the name before. Mm-hmm. But I was I really <laughs> enjoyed the song of the man with a golden gun. Oh, OK. I really I, I, did. I did, too, dude. I. I really enjoy the song a lot. <laughs> I actually really adore the crap out of this song because it's so this might not be the best term, but it's so bombastic. It's uh-huh. so pitched. The way she sings it is just I really enjoy the way she does it. And, yeah, as, and it especially when she kind of rides. So well. It does. To me, it really does. And I, I especially love when she kind of, you know, I, I don't know if there's a musical or singing term for when when artists do like uh man with the golden gun like kind of ride it like in my mind it's like the equivalent to grinding a skateboard i don't know (laughs) but it's that it's like oh man like yes this is awesome oh yeah i kind of love this song so much and it's a really simple song too it's it's not trying to do anything crazy. It's not fancy. It's not trying to paint a abstract image or make an abstract image normal to you. It is telling you the movie. He is a man with a golden gun. He charges a million dollars a shot. Mm-hmm. It's such a good song. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really really good. Oh, uh, it's it's like if if the Goldeneye intro song was more honest. That, this kind of th- these both songs kind of have the same, and maybe I'm wrong. I'm not the most musically adept person. Mm-hmm. Both songs kind of have the same sound or tone, or the singers kind of sound similar. I don't know what it is, but it's like this is the more honest, simple version, and Goldeneye's trying to, you know, it's trying to paint some sort of image. It's the Goldeneye is this satellite death weapon. And then in the song, I think she's talking about just a a guy's a golden eye or something. I don't remember. Yeah, using like metaphors. There are no mm-hmm. metaphors in this song. No, 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 there are no. not. <laughs> All right, well that that's a little surprising. I, I didn't. Yeah. I what just wasn't sure. I 
I didn't think you would. I don't recall my exact words before, so I guess I'm standing by my third attempt of saying this correctly. I didn't think you would hate it, but I just really didn't know. I, I could I could really see it going either way. Yeah. I, I I'd kind of land in the middle. Like it's not bad. Maybe you wouldn't think it's bad, but I wouldn't think you'd like it that much. I wouldn't yeah. think it's great. Like I I really enjoyed that song specifically, but I also enjoyed like how much fun the 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 whoever did the score of the movie was having mixing the James Bond theme like the traditional one in with all of the fan, fantastical locations he was going to because mm-hmm. I swear at some point in when he's in Asia like you could hear ching 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 oh ching. yeah yeah that, like with traditional Japanese and Chinese instruments mm-hmm. that does sound really cool I don't I don't know that I ever paid enough attention or caught that yeah but that and that's I, at least I, a neat I, way to do it. Now, now I feel really, really bad for saying Chang, Chicha Chang, Chang. That's, I'm pretty sure that's offensive. Uh, I, I mean, if that's the sound, but I don't, is you. that the sound? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, I it didn't doesn't. mean it that way. Obviously, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> I apologize. But, but yeah, yeah. Like they used the instruments of the land he was in to yeah. recreate his own theme, which I can that's really, cool. really appreciate. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I'll have to. Maybe look back at that because I I may, maybe I noticed in the moment, but I definitely didn't remember now. Uh, I like how they kind of reiterated the intro song at the end. They didn't put a new song. They didn't do just the James <laughs> Bond thing up front. They they just have her kind of change up the lyrics. It's like James Bond is here. No, she just goes on about him now. Uh-huh. So it's like, yep, yep. This is like, so good. They're like, we we can't get any better than what we did in, up front, so let's just do that again out back. It's <laughs> so good. Oh man, it's it's pretty good. Um, all right, well let's move on to tropes then. Tropes. So I mean, there was definitely Bond swagger abound. Mm-hmm. I, I say abound. I don't want to make. It wasn't everywhere, but it was certainly there with Goodnight is really where you get to see it because he puts her in the closet to to bang the other lady so yeah, you get information. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and this is a very side thing, but I always think it's a little funny when you have characters in rooms that there should be little to no light, but then obviously they're making a movie and they have to do things. When she's in the closet and they show her perspective there's there's plenty of light on her face and all i'm thinking is like there's no way that that is cracked enough for that to be that way <laughs> right right that's you such realize a side thing they, they, they pay they pay people in hollywood a lot of money to understand exactly how much lighting rooms need <laughs> to I, be able to see pretty faces right and, and i mean apparently that's super important right every every other superhero movie the main character has to have their mask off or torn off to show that it's uh, Toby Maguire under there. Oh, damn. You see, I was going to say Toby Maguire. Got to, got to make that face money or whatever. Oh man. It's, it's just a funny thing. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you're he, right. Right. He doesn't have a ton of the women stuff in this one. He, I mean, it really is just kind of good night. And he, yeah, I mean, he was yeah. on well, Drea it's, it's, a little it's, bit. But. There's the, the two. 
Yeah, but I don't think he does. A, does he do a lot to woo Andrea? I'm trying to think. And no, I he doesn't remember. have to. She's literally pursuing him. Oh, okay. <laughs> like she, she reached out to him. You know, offhand, I cannot think of any good one-liners that Bond had in this movie. Oh no, movie. they were they were there. I can't think uh, of them. I can't think of them. But the, oh, they're they definitely there. there. The, yeah, there definitely are a few, and I cannot think of what they, any of them off the top of my head right now. I I do kind of love how Bond just has this sort of fed up tone with a uh, with a good night when he's trying to, and and this isn't as much of a trope, I guess, but when he's talking to her over the walkie-talkie and they get to the car and he's like. Good night. Where are the car keys? It's like, oh, I've got them right here. <laughs> Where are the car keys? <laughs> um, trying to think. You, you don't really have the Q gadget scene in this one. You just you right. do have Q, but that's not the. I don't think Q just appearing is the trope. Yeah. Hmm. There, then there's the there's the money penny scene like oh sure yeah it's, and it's very short lived very short not not a very good one but it's 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 there yeah it is and Bond being an I think at this point I think Bob I maybe it wasn't these maybe maybe it was a little earlier than I was about to say Bond being an encyclopedia to M and the audience is is always nice it's always mm-hmm. funny it's, where M's just what do you know about Scaramanga 007? And he just rattles off <laughs> 19 facts about him. I was like, oh, okay, dude. You could have just said, you know, a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there's another way you could have done that. But that's him. That's the something he does in a lot of these movies. Yeah. Uh, I will I, I will point out that in this movie, there wasn't the, the, the protracted sequence where we watch him get on a plane. <laughs> like literally it was like uh i'm going somewhere and then next scene boom he's there yeah no no travel scenes really in this movie obviously yeah. you have the boat the chase scenes of travel sort of but no him going to a hotel him going to an airport him getting a taxi yeah him riding somewhere basically none of that and, and i wonder if that has to do with the budget like you talked about earlier well it, it it might have to do with the budget. It, I doubt it though, uh, just because mm. it's not like they weren't still filmed on location. Right. Uh, I I think they just had more story to tell. Like they did more things. Maybe maybe they'd got just gotten better, and, or, or yeah. just go in a different direction, and that's just what they did. Um. Uh. Let's see. Uh. Kill count. Oh. What do you what do you th- so I don't, I don't think he really has very many in this one. And and you know what? Like at he's got the, one at the end of the movie. Like I was, you know, making my mental mental notes to talk about uh, on the show here. And I think he's only got two. I, I had to think real hard. And I was like, did he only have one kill? Like. Is that it? I guess it dep- where, where did he put knickknack? I know he put him in the suitcase, which is in and of itself ridiculous. But <laughs> did he – I couldn't remember. Did he throw him overboard or did he hang him up somewhere on the boat? I can't remember either. Yeah. But he didn't I, explicitly kill Knickknack. Right. He he didn't. Yeah. He didn't. I feel like he maybe only had two. 
Uh, well, not just one. When when like when afterwards, I was like, it was. I'm gonna say one. It was probably more. I just looked it up. He only had one. Wow, just scare manga, huh? Yeah, one kill. That's interesting. That's that's kind <laughs> of awesome. While while not a trope, it's definitely a, it's at least a little piece of trivia that you don't have mm-hmm. just because of the movie order we're going in. And in the future, we might make this more of a proper trivia section. But the in the opening scene of the movie with the gangster that comes there, the guy in the suit and hat, mm-hmm. that character is actually from Diamonds Are Forever. Or you only live twice. I can't remember which one of the movies, but mm-hmm. that the reason they kind of pause or pan on that character when he's coming up, yeah. they they just take a second to make you look at him. This because we've met that character before. Okay. okay. In the in the series up to that point. Uh, fun, just fun fact about it, I guess. Uh, and this actually might be the second. It's definitely second in order for us. Up to this point, it might be the second time Bond is not him, the actor himself, in the opening scene, like pre-title or pre-song. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Because Scaramanga fights the gangster in his funhouse, which we didn't talk about at all, but (laughs) we might hit that for a second. But he fights the gangster in his funhouse and kills him. And then shoots the fingers off the mannequin Bond before yeah. the title song. So we did not see the actor just like in From Russia with Love. Yeah. So it's just a interesting little thing. And there, who, Sp- who knows? Go ahead. Speaking of the mannequins, the, the whole mannequin thing, like while watching it, I was like, man, that mannequin looks so real. It looks so real. It still looks so real. And then, like, if you look really close, you can see it moving. Oh, really? Like, like just, just that, you know, while you're standing still, kind of motion, like your hands flex or stuff yeah, like just, that. Or? You know how you know how you can't just stand still. Well, yeah, they they were just asking uh, Roger, Roger Moore, Moore to stand still. Mm-hmm. And I and I wonder if he had a prosthetic, if he was holding a prosthetic hand, or if that was actually a mannequin. Like from that scene in the opening sequence, I think it was it was a mannequin, yes. But later in the movie, when when yeah, 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 he's literally just standing there. It's Mm. really weird. What makes sense though, right? I mean, because that is him. That's actually him trying to get one on Scaramanga. Was it? Yeah, at the end of the movie. You're talking about when he and Scaramanga are fighting each other. No, there was an there was another sequence where. It was supposed to be the mannequin, right? I don't think so. I'd have to. I don't remember there being a third mannequin sequence. It's all. It's only the one at the beginning where he shoots the fingers off there in the funhouse, and then at the end when Bond is the mannequin. Or what? And then he and he gets the kill on Scaramanga. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe though. And it may not have been Roger Moore in that mannequin. Maybe. You you could be right. I just yeah. I definitely don't remember exactly. At at least at the very end, with Scaramanga getting killed, that I mean that's supposed to be him. Oh, that's ob- supposed to yes, be the obviously. Guy, yes, 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 yes. Right. Which I thought that was really. 
that's another one of those kind of cool, su- cool but no substance sort of things. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's super clever that that that's how Bond would get him. To at least to me, it's super clever. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me he had time to change clothes, change into the clothes of that mannequin, and move the mannequin, and <laughs> knickknack either not snitch on him, or, <laughs> or or Scaramanga not get there in time, or I don't know. It it's just one of those funny little things. <laughs> that that doesn't really matter, right? It's just a contrivance of the movie. It's just what it is. It just this is what we wanted to have happen. Shut up and watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it just it just builds on the mythos that is James Bond. It does. That that's a fair thing. That is a trope. There is mythos. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the last categories. Category. Mm-hmm. of ranking and i i'm gonna make this easier than i really want it to okay want it to be because at, like as i pull up our, our our current ranked list i i know i'm not gonna be able to get away with what i want to get away with probably not so i'm going to immediately throw out a compromise well well let's Let's start this off with saying what the order is. Okay. And then we'll we'll go into that. Okay. The current ranking of bonds. Uh, number one, Goldeneye. Number two, Casino Royale. Number three, The Living Daylights. Four, Live and Let Die. Five, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Six, Doctor No. And seven, From Russia with Love. Okay. All right. What well, give give me your give me your initial proposal first before you try and compromise me. This is the best Bond movie I've watched. Period. That's kind of okay. That is like, kind of what like I thought you said. We're number one with a fucking bullet, <laughs> a so, golden fucking bullet. <clears throat> so, you think this is the best one? This is number one right now. Right now, of the eight we have watched, this is the the only one where I was like, I fucking loved that. <laughs> So are we trying to be just and, – and this is for myself, if not for the audience too. Are we trying to be subjective, objective with the ranking, a mix, just whatever we can get away with with each other? What what are we – what's our it, general rule of thumb? Basically, we, we – me, between me and you, like subjective, objective, I, I don't want to – I don't want to be like, oh, well – the scene in Act Two, you could see a wire hanging from Roger Moore. So, you know, two points off. No, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Like, and I, I and I, I don't, don't either for subjective. what it's worth. Like little little things like that. Funny enough, you say that actually before we get too far into this, you say in Scene Two there's a wire. We didn't talk about it all how he gets the golden bullet from the belly dancer. I totally forgot about that oh. scene. <laughs> and fun fact. And you might go back and watch this for yourself. Maybe this is neat to you. In that fight scene, mm-hmm. you can see in the mirror of her dressing room the cameraman. Really? Blatantly see him. Oh, I'm going to go back and watch that. Just in that scene, they they just didn't do it the right angle where you couldn't see that. Fun fact. Oh, that's, that, that's cool. That's cool. Um, 
and and for what it's worth, like that as an example, just to have this conversation, I definitely don't care about that. At least that specific of a thing, of technical issues and mm-hmm. sort of things. They left a coffee cup that shouldn't be there. You know, I, I don't. I really don't care about that stuff. It, it needs to really screw with the scene for me to ever care. Yeah, it, yeah. it would be. It would be characters being poorly written, the script being bad, writing's bad, acting's bad. Like those things would be more, uh, while some somewhat subjective, of course, those would be the more objective criticisms I would ever have. Yeah, and and I don't I don't want I want it to be more how we feel about the movie. Okay, and and that's fine. I just want to uh, establish. I don't know if we ever did, so why not now? Why not? Why not eight movies in? No, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Go, go ahead and give me your pitch. Then give me your compromise, because I can go and tell you that I I can't agree. With that. My, well, my compromise would be. I'll to, think to, about it for a minute though, because that's interesting. Any, go ahead. Sorry. Just go yeah. Ahead. My my compromise is to just scooch it, scooch it ever so slightly under uh, Goldeneye and call it a day. Making it the second best movie we've watched. Now, How? mind you, now mind you, I kind of already did that once with Casino Royale. I'm playing into your. Uh, I'm, I'm really playing into your hand by putting keeping Goldeneye at number one because I know how much you'd like it, even though it was just meh for me. I I I do. I think Goldeneye's. Is is a tentpole Bond movie? If I were ever going to tell somebody to watch a Bond movie, that might be one up, might be in the top ten, mm-hmm. top five, maybe. You know what? But but Golden, you know what? I I, I owe a, a promise or something, or I wouldn't feel right about myself. <laughs> one for letting the letting you letting this happen a second time, so soon, and two or three, whichever one I led with just before. <laughs> Our, my dear friend, our, our mutual associate Jordan Hillhouse, yeah, I think would never forgive me if I didn't maybe put the man with the golden gun number one. <laughs> I didn't maybe. know Jordy liked that movie so much. Jordy of Reality Breach, he's been on on a Reality Breach a bunch. Guest star, yeah, yeah. He, I, I don't know where he stands with it these days, and and I wish I'd have talked to him about it before but i you know what i i'm this this movie i'm willing to go with you on and we can do number one oh my god i'm i'm down i'm down because i do i i do adore this movie all the little complaints i've had and said about it and there are things about i definitely don't like but i really enjoy the other aspects i really enjoy the scarab the whole man with the golden gun the whole mythos the whole scaramanga christopher lita's great all all of that i'm on i'm i really dig all that i think it's so cool yeah yeah it's very fun and and then of course the uh, peripheral things you have with like from the golden eye game where you literally have the golden gun as a weapon and as a one-hit kill gun <laughs> so it's really cool it's I mean, it's a t- it's it's bad. It, it's this like sh- slow shooting, one bullet at a time gun, but it's thematic and it works. And it's you know, so I, I'm on board. The man with the golden gun has always been one of my 
kind of favorite movies, and I wasn't sure how I'd feel about it now, but I definitely still enjoy it. There are parts I don't like. And, at, and, and at that's point, fair. And that's fair. That I used to not care about, but I care a lot more about now. But the the good parts are there, and I and you know what, you enjoyed it so much. I feel like I can't deny you this one. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, and and you said it. I think you 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 kind of took the words right right out of my my mouth. There is, if we're talking about how much we enjoyed movies, you know, I was way more entertained by this movie than I than I was by Goldeneye. Yeah, and, like I, and that's I, cool. I, yeah, I I can I can pinpoint scenes in Goldeneye that are like that's that's cool, that's fu- that's funny, that's awesome. I really mm-hmm. like Pierce Brosnan. You know, this this this. It's a personal story. But at the end of the day, I don't really give a shit because mm-hmm. I wasn't as entertained. You know, it, it's. In, I'm glad you actually kind of said what you just said. Goldeneye is somewhat of a better example of what the man with the golden gun is where Goldeneye takes a very personal story with bond uh, of sorts uh, of a special attachment, Mm -hmm. but then ties it into this bigger narrative, this bigger world domination and you know, whatever sort of thing, because both, both things are together. It kind of works to me. Whether it's ultimately great or not, but at least it it all makes sense that oh yeah yeah Alec uh Alec 006 is he is part of getting the gold knight weapon he's built into that whole plot. Whereas in this movie, the Solex is he, even all the the stuff that Scaramanga does with it, where he where the comes out of the mushroom and he laser beams the the plane, he's not trying to do anything. He's <laughs> he's just. I mean, he's he. It, it almost feels like an afterthought. Like, yeah, he's talking about selling it to people after the fact, but mm-hmm. up until that point, it's man, this this will really solve the energy crisis. No more fossil fuels. That'd be great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we we also didn't mention in the summary the the weird like backhanded insult that it throws to uh, capitalism. Okay, I mean that. You know, I, I know it, you have a feeling for that, so go ahead. Yeah, like it, like it really just puts it out. It puts it out there. It's like you could literally save the world with this technology, but how much are you going to make from it? Who are you yeah. going to sell it to? And I, I just don't get that. Are, are there not enough other? Are there not enough industries to still make money off of that you have to? You know, it's a very, very sad thing for us to talk about. Very yeah, difficult. yeah. Like, like Bond even said that that was it. Bond that said it. I think it was Bond that uh, big, big oil and big coal would pay him for it just so it wouldn't exist anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Bond which is, does which, say that which is like capitalism 101. It it is, and it's in a real world case though. That's that is crazy sounding to me. There are more than enough other industries to make money in that you're telling me that there are groups of people big groups of people not little ones that would legitimately stop hey let's have a universal solar energy system that will we can stop using coal fossil you know whatever all the right Mm -hmm. things are because i'm not as versed in that but just to think we could have if we could have that and somebody would stop it because of money 
That and sounds awful. It is. And that's that's not the podcast we're 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 we're, we're having today. That's a no, completely no, different no. topic. But I will tell you if I if I if I could see your fucking face right now, I would stare you in the <laughs> eyes and be like, "It's, it's truth. happening. It's, it's truth." <laughs> I I mean, I imagine you're probably right. I mean, any number of kind of little conspiracy theories slash could be's like that, or 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 there's the cure the cure for cancer exists. They're just Big Pharma's keeping it out, you know. Oh, I don't no, know. No, I'm not going to go that far. I, I'm not, yeah, and I don't really mean <laughs> that, but those sorts of things that industries would put, would throw tons of money at it or do all kinds of different things to make sure that, no, no, we need this thing to continue. We need this industry to keep going. The Man with a Golden Gun as a movie has to get some sort of credit for, like, scraping, scraping at that narrative. A little bit. You know, and and so apologies for us getting off a little off tangent there, off topic. But uh, I guess that's it then. So our our new rankings are from bottom to top is from Russell with Love, Doctor No, On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Live and Let Die, The Living Daylights, Casino Royale, Golden Eye, and the new number one. The man with the golden gun. I'm so fucking happy right now. <laughs> Did not go into any of this or anytime soon thinking that Golden Eye was going to get dethroned by the man with the golden gun. But what little, what little foresight I have apparently. <laughs> well, part of this is that now you don't owe me anything when it comes to this list, and you can just start throwing shit in places and be like, no, nah, here's my dick. <laughs> it it is true that is a additional benefit to earlier is that I I owe you nothing now I can go I can go to the straight to your throat now in the future because <laughs> there there is one movie that I I have I know one movie I'm I'm gonna go to bat for okay especially, don't spoil it don't no spoil I'm it. not I'm not I'm not especially now after this. That Goldeneye was definitely one of my preferreds, and now it's not number one anymore. I definitely, I have one last movie to to pull, to try and pull for and see if it gets to number one. All right, all right. So we'll see. Uh, so Sergio, lead, lead us off on saying what the next movie is. Uh well, uh, Reed, we're gonna, by my calculations, we're gonna dive back into Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Okay. That that's and, that, that sounded dirtier than I wanted it to. Um, but so we're I, gonna watch Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, we're 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 skipping the second Timothy Dalton movie. Uh, we're gonna stick that in season two in the back half to 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 kind of keep some um uh, some diversity there. Uh, and we're gonna mm-hmm. watch Tomorrow Never Dies. All right. Well, I think that'll be a interesting movie. Uh, talking about capitalism. Well, uh, I think you'll you'll have something to say then based on this one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's been another episode of Debriefing and Cocktails. Once again, from earlier, thank you all for being patient. And apologies again for this one being a little later than expected. We'll try and do better in the future. Thank you all for coming here and listening to us. Yammer on about 
old white men. And <laughs> Sergio, thank you so much for for being the master co-host that you are, and for all the production post pre, all the all the all the things you do that I don't know anything about or know that you even do. And we'd like to give a, definitely another a shout out to touch on for Sergio and some other people would be for Shellheads. Check out that podcast. It is about Ninja Turtles. That's pretty cool. Shellheads is my baby. That that is that is his baby. And would also like to give a shout out to Clarence Brown and an appreciation to him for everything he helps us with. And to his discussing podcast series, is that right, Sergio? Yes, yes. He's it's discussing who, discussing comics, uh, discussing Trek. He he's got a few of them. I'm sorry that I hesitated there. My apologies. So, thank you all very much for taking the time to listen to us. And sorry if this one went on a little longer than normal. And there's something about hostages and shooting and ransoms but <laughs> that's not this uh, that's not this podcast <laughs> that's not this podcast all right sorry guys thanks so much for stopping by debriefing and cocktail you are listening to keep the hip q not and break up rock <laughs>